You're listening to the Water Into Wine podcast, hosted by Grace Valentine and Ketley Valcourt. Grace Valentine. And this is Ketley Valcourt. And we're so excited to be back with you guys. I know. And we have a topic that we actually came in here with like so many other plans. Honestly, a lot deeper plans. Honestly. So I'm sorry if you were this week hoping that you were going to get some great advice, even though I'm sure there'll be great advice mixed in. But we had to get on the trend to talk about Christian X. Oh, this one got us really excited. We're like, ah. We kept talking about it, and we were like, okay, we should wait for the podcast. But there's so many good and, like, honestly, convicting. Convicting. I mean, literally, we're writing the list, and half of them were like, oh, wait, we do We've this. Done it. We, so we literally keep do this. that in mind. Uh, we're also making fun of ourselves. I know. But it all started, actually, because someone was like, I want to hear your take on modesty. And, like, I get that question a lot. Yeah. You know I do. And it's funny because it is such – I feel like I have a hot take, and – the modesty talk the Christian culture has like done has been one of my biggest icks in my life. And I don't know if it's just because I grew up near New Orleans, Louisiana. So I'm like, I grew up to Mardi Gras. People are like running around naked. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, I was the modest girl. Like I was, and believe it or not, Kelly, I was the believe one. It or not. They were like, she's so prude. She's like, it was like during this, when the TV show, The Secret Life of American Teenager was out. Oh my out, gosh, was And so I was Grace and I was like the uh, God girl. So that was like a little hot take. I once funny. confessed everyone that my biggest fear was being the Virgin Mary, which honestly, like is so ironic. Biggest fear, Virgin Mary. I, when I was, high, I was, I just think I have God's favor. I feel like I'm his. Favorite. You are named Grace, so <laughs> like, what if he picks me to bear oh the next? Gosh. I know. Anyways, so then I got called Virgin Mary. Like people like did not think of that, and then I went to Baylor University, a great school, loved it. And I remember people be like, "Wow, you just kind of like provocative," and I was like, "What?" I was like, <laughs> "I was the good girl." I'm confused, and I it was such a culture shock for me in a weird way. And so with the modesty talk, I think there's so many things that like Christian culture leaves out, and there's also certain girls who just have it harder. Like, like we talked about before, Ketley knows I've been called Miss Thickums by a random gas lady. Miss Thickums, and it's like I can wear stuff that like I know other girls can not aware and won't get said anything do you agree with me kelly oh 100 percent. and i think it's so interesting too because one of my good friends nikia she has like a bigger body type and she'll say the same thing all the time and be like okay you put this on and it's like called like oh fashion forward or trendy or this and that and then she'll wear the same exact outfit and it's like oh like who are you trying to dress up for like she'll get so much shade because of it people are like asking her like all these like rude questions and i'm like it's truly just i don't want to say our generation like it's just our society and our standards for modesty and i mean rooted in the church rooted in like our community i don't know where it comes from but it's literally everywhere in and out of the church honestly no i completely agree and i just think people care so much about someone's clothing i don't know why it gets people up in a tansy like the classic like dress code at the youth group thing and i'm and i'm like oh what my about gosh the fingertips heart? like making sure like your the skirt reaches the finger oh. i mean i had long legs growing up so i'm like every time i wore shorts i'm like it's always gonna be at a dress code like it's yes. always gonna you be really at a dress code. Have long legs and okay i have a very being in youth ministry i and love uh this one girl who also worked with me her name is Catherine. And I'll never forget this moment when there was someone who was like a volunteer who like already was moved to like a different volunteering. She couldn't be a camp counselor apparently because people were saying she wasn't that great. I don't know. People were just, it was all these moms like talking, talking smack. Yeah. Okay. 
And then they at this camp, little summer camp for like youth group kids, they see one of the moms sees that she's wearing a, a tank top and it has like a little bit of an open back, but not bad. Like this girl has done all the hard work. Mm-hmm. And I will never forget this mom came up to Catherine and was like, hey, I'm about to tell her that she's on a dress code, by the way. And then Catherine was like, okay, well, you can tell her if you tell this mom she's wearing spaghetti straps, this. And I have never been so proud of my life because it was like, this was like this classic young 20-something-year-old helping. And there's all these moms wearing spaghetti straps. Like, and, and it's that's like, so interesting. And that's how she goes, that's also against dress code and that and that. So if you, we're going to do it to her, we're going to do it to everyone. And then we ended up not doing it because wow. you want to go up to the moms and who are also talking about her. But that to me is like the epitome of it. It's like so much easier to point your fingers than it is to, one, call someone up. And the Holy Spirit convicts not just one couple rules. Don't get me wrong. I don't really post like, like, I know some girls who post, like, very flattering bikini pictures of themselves on Instagram, but I know my heart, if I do that, I will be, like, searching for validation. Mm-hmm. And so, but I can't speak that into other people. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what her heart is about that. And I know that's a Christian term, heart. I'm probably going to, that's probably an ick for someone. But, so, that's my take on modesty. Don't get me wrong. I feel called to dress in a way where people can see my character, my heart, but I also love clothes and feeling fun and I don't dress every day like I mean I put on the armor of God literally like in my spirit wise right but I, I'm allowed to wear like a workout top and go on a run and if it's 95 degrees in Florida I will run faster if I'm wearing a sports bra and I don't feel guilty but I have to also check myself and be like am I dressing for men or am I dressing for just also because I enjoy it I feel like this could help still show my personality and who I am that's so interesting because I feel like when I mean I feel like I just started getting I feel like we need to do a whole episode on this I know I, <laughs> I was like what is your take on modesty I'm like I literally looked at Ketley I'm like gosh she has no clue what she just asked me like, I was about to go off but I like real 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 quick I think it's just so interesting because I just started stepping into the like being comfortable with my body type and I've always been on the thinner side and I never really talked about it and I remember like it was one summer I'm like you you know what, I'm just gonna start wearing like, you know, just more comfortable clothing in the hot, like in the heat, sorry. And it's Florida, so it gets like crazy hot over here. And I remember like wearing like my first like tank top and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's such a big deal. This is me at like 25. And I got more comments from women than men. And for some reason that made me even 10, like 10 times more uncomfortable because I mean, coming from anyone, it makes me uncomfortable because I'm personally just not used to it. So I think like for a lot of times, it's not just comments from other people. I think what you're saying is so true coming from your heart, what are your intentions, where you're at with it. There's so much that you have to push through when you are just like, kind of becoming comfortable with your body. Um, there's so many mental hoops you're like bouncing, jumping through and saying like, you know what, like I can wear this and I do feel confident in this. I mean, literally we can talk days on days on days on this topic, but there's so much strength that comes with stepping into who you are, no matter what your type is. And I think, or your body type is. And I think that um, it just comes with age. Like I'm 26 and I'm still like struggling with them like oh my gosh like this is a little bit too too cropped for me today yeah. and i'm still like and judging it's, myself it's, a, for it. it's like a conviction that the holy spirit gives i know when i'm putting on something and i'm like ooh, i may feel fire in this but like i will get the attention i don't want and also i think when you have like a relationship with god you don't even want that attention like i feel weird mm-hmm. when someone's checking me out like i don't enjoy that oh it's the most uncomfortable um, thing ever and so oh my gosh breaking news i <laughs> uh the Idaho murder has been arrested. So, I mean, by the time everyone knows this. Remember, did you hear about the Idaho murders? No. You didn't hear about the three college students who were literally went to bed after a party and were all stabbed? 
by one person. When was and two this? were in the this was like reset. Anyways, like very like three weeks ago and they hadn't arrested anyone. They just arrested someone. My mom texted me. Oh my gosh. Um yeah, Kelly, you need to catch up with that. Okay. Oh my gosh. That's not Nick though, but I'm glad that person's been caught. That was like so crime junkies of us. Um, but I know, seriously. We're, <laughs> we're crime junkie girls. Okay, other Christian X. Okay. This is one we me and Kelly both talked about. Okay, the God told me that I'm gonna marry you. God told me to break up with you. And, okay, the first one honestly annoys me even when it's correct. Like, even when they do end up marrying each other, like, it almost feels weird that they say it so soon to each other. It just feels unhealthy. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Because I think so. people are so quick to say, don't get too intimate physically. But that is a spiritual, It's a very spiritually thing. intimate, like, If you phrase. feel like you got a word from God, like, you don't, I don't think they're owed that. Like, I also think so it's, like, true. spiritual manipulation, too. Oh, completely. And it definitely, Especially that God told me to break up with you. That crap oh annoys me. Oh, my gosh. Because I'm like, there's probably also tangible things that you saw in them. It's not just, it's like, God told me. And also, give them the, cl- respect them enough to tell them the broader picture, not this, because the, they're going to be like, God hates me. Well, <laughs> that's the thing is, single. like, I feel like it goes into this whole, oh, the man leads the relationship. The man makes the final say. So the, so God told me. But I've heard girls say it, too. Like, that's so interesting. So, I've most, so from my college, I've mostly heard um, guys use that. Yeah. I, well, I think God told me to marry you is very much. But then I have had a girl, like a sweet girl after a speaking gig. I think she was like 15. So sweet. If she's listening, I think you're the world of you. Um, She messaged me and she was like, Grace, I had this word from God that like the guy in front of me is who I'm going to marry. And I was like, I was like, oh, sweetheart. I was like, hey, like, I mean, that is great if God told you that. But also, I want to be very clear with you that, you know, like, life is in a journey and God's going to show, wait for doors to open, you know? Like, I was just like, whatever. And she goes, I told him. And I think he was, like, actually 18. So I'm like, I really hope he's, like, denying this. And I think it sounded like he was. She goes, but I know it's true. I'm praying for God to, like, show you or hopefully provide you someone, too. Like, he's done for me. I mean, oh, she thank never you dated so much. him. She never oh, did. well, there you go. Yeah. You know what's so interesting? You're you're saying that story. So my college was, vi- like, infamous for that phrase. And I remember I had a friend. Like, he was your classic blonde hair, blue eye, like, curly, like, um, blonde hair. Like, guys, like, loved him, respect him. Girls, I mean, yes, but fell for him. And there was this one time um he's just been like talking about this girl back home he's gonna marry her he's gonna marry he's gonna marry her and i remember all the girls in the friend group we were like okay but like we've never seen her put any effort like it was just very one-sided and that's where i go back to this whole idea that in christian culture and christian communities guys are like respected to lead the relationship which yes i do see i do respect but so much so to where the girl almost has no say that's where i draw the line so basically, time goes on, and all the girls in the friend group's like, I don't think this girl exists. Like, we were literally joking around, like, this girl's made up. Like, we never see them together. Like, every time we ask about her, he he's always making excuses that she's busy. She's doing this. She's out of town. She's traveling. She's working. So time goes on, and we are, two of my guy friends are talking to him. And it's like, hey, like, how's the girl, blah, blah, blah. And he literally goes, like, yeah, 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 it's been going great, going great. One of the guys sits, sits him down and is like, bro, I don't think this is going to happen. And he looks at him and goes, if she doesn't marry me, um, she'll be acting out of God's will. No, I hate that. I could throw up. Well, since when in the Bible does it say, thou shalt marry Brian? We're not promised. <laughs> We're literally not promised <laughs> marriage. And it's the craziest concept because I'm like, Also, what in the I world? would vouch to believe, and this is this is a very hot take. I don't believe people should be rated. Right now there's that trend, like, well, ah, 10. But so many Christian guys do not know their league. And that is like, <laughs> that is like, 
And they only say that. They say God told them. But I'm like, I think your little private part told you that that's who you like. Like, I don't think this was even a God revelation. I think you just think she's hot and cool. Like, like I just think I, you're into redheads. Like, I, I think that's yeah, really it. I just think. Like, I, you're like, you like guys who are into sports. there's nothing wrong with being like, oh my gosh, that's I have a crush. That's That is okay. But, like, when you start using God and it's this girl who, like, you're just very sexually attracted to, it's just weird to me. It's even, like, it's an ick for me. Even though I love the book Redeeming Love, um, why does that character have to be a 10? <laughs> you know? Like, why does she have to be, even though you shouldn't rate people, the hottest girl ever? Because it's like, I, I'm sure, it, once again, he had that moment, you know, where he was told by God, and that was so beautiful, and he never gave up on her, and he gave her grace. But, it, of course she's a 10. Like, you know, like, why why can't why can't guys ever have this moment for, like, and I'm saying this because I feel like I'm the average one. Like, that is why. I say that. That's so funny because I, uh, I've always thought about like, man, I, I wish I had a, the pride of like your classic Christian guy because they are so prideful and they're so bold. And I'm like, I cannot be that bold. I cannot be that confident because they truly believe that like, oh yeah, like I am the prize and girls like should be listening to me because God told me this or God told me that. Like it is such a powerful statement that gets thrown around so easily. And it's just so terrifying because like at such a young age, um, we're taught that like, oh my gosh, like, yes, building in the spirit and like building your like spiritual gifting and listen to the Lord is super duper important, but like learning how to, um, disciple and learning how to discern what is actually from the Lord and what's, what's actually from, you know, you just being like a horny, like 16 year old boy. Like, come on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and there's nothing, it doesn't mean God can't use your attraction. Like, and that will lead you to like, who right. you find, but it's just, you know, anyways, Another one I have is when, and this is, okay, honestly, this to me is more common maybe in my industry, but also in others when people are like, God has called me to, and they say a city, and they say a state, <laughs> and there's so many like things that are in it for them, like for whether it's their career, whether it's for blogging, whether it's other influencers, like God has really called me to Nashville. And like, I believe that he probably is leading you. I, I, think, right. I think calling is maybe the word that we're getting. <laughs> I just, I'm like, how are some people called to Saudi Arabia and you're called to live in a penthouse in LA? <laughs> like, you know, and I'm not saying you can't be called and there's a like reason God's going to bring you there for such a time as this. But it's like when there's so many selfish things that you get, also omit those things. Don't act like you're going to Afghanistan when you're going to Austin, Texas. Right. Like, you know? And that's the thing is like they kind of look at it as they, they just skate over it, the fact that they're getting so many benefits. And I'm like, no, 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 like share that too, because God is honoring all those giftings. And like you skating over it, you like pushing to the side is showing that you're not really looking at everything he's offering you right now. And you're just like, yeah, I'm called to what well, you said, Austin or Nashville or whatever. Because, yeah, you know, right. And I'm like, oh, because you're musically talented and you got a great job. So that makes sense. These are all great things. Or God opened doors. And that's, I'm a firm believer in God opened these doors. But he's not saying live in the big city where all the influencers are. You can do it, baby girl. <laughs> you like, can you know, do it. Like, oh, you know. my gosh. Biggest Christian ick. Daddy God. Daddy God. I, okay, I've heard people say that's an ick. But I, I'm lucky enough to not know anyone who calls him Daddy God. Have you ever met someone who called him Daddy God? I remember God? I was like a freshman in high school and there was a girl that started saying Daddy God. And I remember thinking, I'm like, why am I so uncomfortable? And I couldn't place it. And then it got, you know, whatever. I don't know where I heard this from. It was TikTok where it was like Sky Daddy. And I'm like, what, in what world do you find this okay? Like, why do you feel the need to say like daddy god I never but understood that the only time I call anyone daddy is daddy to say that to me. 
I have said that so many. I think it's the funniest. Daddy DeSantis. Daddy DeSantis. The funniest thing. That's the Florida governor. I think that's um, why it's like ruined for me, but it's just, that's, oh, uh, Yeah, so I definitely don't call God ache. Daddy DeSantis. Uh, uh, <laughs> DeSantis, if you're listening, hey, Daddy. I'm joking. Oh I'm joking. I'm joking. He's joking. Kelly's joke knows I'm joking. Okay. Um, okay, so yeah, that's definitely like, or, okay, this is, this is a hot take, and you heard me say this earlier, but uh, it actually... Okay, I am all for people raising money for missions, but if mm. you drive a better car than me, like, I just really <laughs> struggle with donating to you to go. And then if I see all these pictures of you doing fun, which I get, you should do fun things while you're there. You only visit there once. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, the idea that you're raising all this money when also, I guess I've been a waitress. I have nannied so much in my life. I have done laundry for money, literally in my grown 20s with a college degree, because I feel like I've had to grind. So when someone drives their daddy's bmw and then feels called to go to australia on a mission and like those are not bad things but why don't you just work for at least half of it like i don't and i get such a crazy concept because i remember there was this one guy i knew he was just like super blatant about like how rich he was like very like obvious about it like really never had to work for anything and then he's just talking about all these ideas all these ideas to raise money for this trip he was going on this mission trip he was going on and I remember, like, he had a week to raise $1,000. And I'm, like, listening to him. Like, he's like, maybe I should, like, sit on the street and, like, play guitar. Or maybe I should, like, walk around and ask people for money and, and share with share with them, like, what I'm going to be doing. And then I was like, well, like, you know, have you reached out to family members? Have you reached out to, like, your church family? All this stuff. And he's like, oh, well, like, if I ask my family, like, I'll have it in, like, two seconds. And I'm like, what? And then that's when he tells me he's, like, he just comes from money. And I'm like, okay, then why are you putting yourself through the struggle of like trying to figure out how to get the rest of this thousand dollars? And he literally looks at me and he's like, well, I've never had to face struggle before, so I want to try it. And I was like, what? what? Like it was like, the strangest, like mind-boggling, like concept where he's like, I never struggled with money. I've never been like financially, like mm-hmm. you know, whatever about it. So now I want to like put myself in this space where I have to beg for money. And I don't know where how it, where I stand with that. I really don't. Yeah, and I get also there is something about trusting God and you get to bring other people to be part of the blessing and they feel like they're a part of it because not everyone has the time or space to go on an international mission trip or to serve a year and so it's good for them to be able to support you in that way i just think when people are asking for support but they have so many other worldly objects and idols in their life oh yeah like like, homeboy was like decked out in lulu like top to bottom and like going around like saying he's gonna play guitar on the side of the street for money so i'm like if those people have never actually had just a normal job i guess that is where i and it could just be my own way of growing up more middle class and i think a lot of people i feel like in the Christian bubbles that I've been around, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. That's the thing is, I just it's just so hard for me to make sense of it. Because if you're looking at Paul, like the first missionary, like he still worked a lot for his um his mission trips and stuff. But yes, the church still funded him. But I think what was what was different about that is like the church knew him really well, and that's where I kind of have to draw the line. Is like if I haven't talked to you in like six years, and you're sending me the hey girl how are you dm on instagram and then i open up and it's like this you know super long paragraph about how you're going on missions i'm like babes like i haven't talked to you in so long like i have no clue what you're actually doing like the organization you're with and i'm like super big on understanding where my money is going when i'm um funding trips organizations all that good stuff so like i am less likely to give if i just don't know who you are and the organization you're with um it's just so interesting but that's a big big ick of mine what's the next one 
Um, well, you wanted to talk about this, and I don't oh, know what yeah. you're going to say. Roof to my Boaz. Oh, the roof to my bo. Oh, my gosh. So the roof to my Boaz. I think it's just like, oh, I'm going to be careful with this one. I think it's just annoying to hear that, like, people think that they have, like, one person that's out for them. Like, they have a soulmate, and if they mess up with that one person, they're done. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, this weird thing because they rush into marriage because, like, that's, I have to make it work. Like, they're the Christian guy. They're, like, the guy that's, like, you know, ready to settle down, and he's going to be my husband. He's the Boaz, and I've been, like, working, and I've been, like, so faithful, and well, I, I can't also, mess up. Well, I also, with the Boaz story, Boaz had money, and Aruf <laughs> didn't, and I think a lot of girls take that a little too literally. Like, Boaz is, like, a type of guy who was a good leader, um, but you're not just going to find – I think sometimes when Christian girls have no desire to, like – I don't want to say hustle because I think hustle culture can be so toxic. But, like, be content and able to do life on your own. Don't just be waiting on your Boaz. Like, live your freaking life. Like, get a job. Like, be content so much in everything else God is doing in your life that having a husband is just one another great blessing that you can do ministry with. And so the issue is I think a lot of girls literally mean they're waiting for their Boaz as in, like, getting someone to take their ass up and, like – provide for them and so that's where i get like icked out yeah like okay like it that's great but like you're not waiting on this guy to come say it's prince charming oh it's very prince charmingy and i think another thing with that is the whole waiting concept it really makes that people believe that like okay i because the bible doesn't talk about dating like there's nothing we can go to and be like this is how you date so that's what they they use a story and they say okay this is how we date we don't figure out and like date around, see what we like, see things, see places and areas in our personal lives that we need to grow and figure out like, oh, if it doesn't work, it's not the end of the world. So we look at the story, Ruth and Boaz or whatever, and think that like, I have to make this work because mm. Ruth made it work and she worked so hard and like Boaz is like the dream guy and everyone was for him. So I have to make this work with this one guy. And then you have like these toxic like Christian relationships that turn into marriages that eventually and sadly turn into divorces because people are getting yeah. married so quickly at Baylor I know so many people who divorce and I'm not saying that to be like mm-hmm, cynical like marriage but I think also Christians are so ready to jump the gun and that's an ick is like they get married for sex and they're not even afraid to say it but if if marriage is supposed to represent the bride in Christ like it's supposed to be on an intimate level that's about more than just sex. And mm-hmm. so, and there's like this trend, and I respect a lot of these people. And so, if you think you know who I'm talking about, then like you probably don't, but like maybe you know. <laughs> like this, like trend where like people give dating advice in the Christian world, and they say, like, well, if you're Christian and they're Christian, you can make it work. And I'm not saying you, you, you could make it work, but you don't have to. We live in a world where you are allowed to have preferences, you're allowed to have mm-hmm. standards, you're allowed to be like, I want someone who makes me laugh and his jokes just fall flat. Like, and I don't have the same sense of humor. You're allowed to not like someone just because they're a good quote unquote Christian guy. And I think people are especially hard on women more than men in that. Like they expect women like, oh, you have, you, you know, you're lucky, like lower your standards. Mm. I don't know. Do you feel that way? No, I remember one of my friend's mom looked at her one day and was like, your standards are too high. And I was like, "Uh, I'm sorry. I love you and I love your mom, but like, I can't. I can't let you believe that because this idea that like, oh, just because he's Christian, that's like the blanket statement. That's just the blanket standard. And like, you're going to be set and for that life. Is the most like if he's not Christian and like, I-, I can't like, and I've gone on a date with someone who was, didn't tell him it was whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing is like, if, if, you know, him being Christian 
was the blanket standard, then you would see like Christian marriages like lasting longer. But in reality, they're just as much failing as like non Christian uh, marriages as well. So like, there's so many more things that has to go into the whole like, okay, who is my guy? Just because he is a Christian doesn't mean he's perfect. Just because he is a Christian doesn't mean he's kind. Doesn't mean he because just because he's a Christian doesn't mean he wants to have kids. Like, or, there's so or, many things. Or like. Here's the deal, like, for instance, people are like, well, if they're Christian, make it work. What if he really does feel, quote-unquote, called to, like, live in an inner city and help in that development and help reach people there, but you feel called to live in your hometown in the suburbs and pour into the young girls who remind you of you? You know, that then it's not best for God's gospel for y'all to probably be together. Like, you know, it's not best if there's two different things he's put on your heart, and you may both be Christians, but you don't have to make it work, so why would you? Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many other options there. Because there's not necessarily a one, you know? Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. And I think the whole thing with compromising, too, like, there is definitely room for compromising in um, relationships when you know, like, this is a commitment. But I think a lot of times what happened, especially in our age where we do see a lot of people um, ending marriages, ending um, long-term relationships, is that because they committed and they compromised so early on, they never got to step into who they actually are. Like, our brain doesn't finish developing until we're 24, 26, something like that. 25. 25. Yeah, right in the middle. Right in the middle. (laughs) And um, we don't really actually realize who we are. I like a difference. You you feel a difference. Like the whole quarter life crisis thing, like that's what's happening. All the things I sweated about when I was 21, am I? It's like your brain just clicks and you're like, oh, wait. So I think like really just understanding that there's so much more to life than that. And there's so much more to grow and develop in and like the one person that you think is going to work out, it might not work out, and that's, like, truly okay. Yeah. Okay, this is mine. You're going to disagree with me for this because oh you're gosh. a big coffee girl. I'm the a huge coffee girl. Literally coffee, drinking it right now. That, yeah, the obsession with coffee, like, is, like, I don't like coffee, so that's why I get kicked <laughs> by that. But everyone, I have had also so many, like, girls and guys who want to, like, hang out, ask me to get coffee, and I even do it because it's easy. I get it. It's, like, you get tea. You just say it, like, let's just get coffee. Yeah, I'm, but I'm, like, can't we just, like, I don't know, I don't get Chick-fil-A, like Chipotle. <laughs> like maybe I'm just like too much of a, like a middle school boy. Like a margarita. Like a I, margarita, a spicy margarita yeah. from Bar Taco. Well, mm. I just am like, why are we so obsessed with coffee? And, I, and I've come to the point that people think I like coffee. People will be like, I just wish you could drink coffee with you. And it's sweet. And I'm like, the thing is, I don't drink coffee. Like, you know, like, or people, uh, guys will ask me on coffee dates. I'm like, great, here I go again. I want tea. And I'm like, I hate this tea too, I hate but whatever. Tea. You know, I don't know. The obsession with coffee is so weird to me. It's so funny because it's like, it's like, it's heinous how uh, obsessed Christians are with it. And I think it's just this idea of like, okay, this is just something to do, something to drink, something to like somewhere to Aesthetically go. Aesthetically pleasing. It's aesthetically too. pleasing, like all of that. Like, you know, the coffee bar is like the bar for just Christians in general because it's like something to just like, honestly, it's like kind of a personality trait for some people. And I was there. I was definitely talking to myself. I was a barista for like six years. Um, but yeah, it's insane. It really is. What's the next? Okay. Well, this is also, this is one of mine. Um, Also, so people, also pastors who don't admit that they, or other influencers, writers, who don't admit that they casually drink. Like they have, Mm. they hide in every photo. They drink in the corner. And they say they're doing it to not make people stumble. But I'm also like, be honest with people that you do because it feels like they're putting on this weird front that they don't. I don't, do you see what I'm saying? Maybe just because I've been around so many. I think it's like this weird idea. I don't know, like, I grew up in a family where alcohol wasn't ever a big deal. Like, I remember my mom, we were shopping for my sister's 21st. I grew up in New Orleans, so definitely. Like, (laughs) very, right. And um, we were shopping for my sister's 20th birthday. And she was seeing all these, like, things for 
21st. And she was like, what's the big deal with 21? And my family's from Haiti, so like obviously different cultures. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's a legal drinking age. And she goes, okay. Like I remember like her just doing that. And I think like that's why I never had this huge obsession with it. So when people like bend over backwards to cover the fact that they <gasps> drink alcohol, I'm like, that's like, I'm like the so Bible says it very casually. Things like, I, to worry about. And I also understand that I've I've uh, one one of my best friends, she is sober and, and she's gone to rehab. And so when I'm around her, I don't like go out of my way to drink. She doesn't care. You know, like she's mm-hmm. been with me to even a bar when she's been home. But like if it's just us two hanging out, I'm not going to like sit there and drink wine. Like, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Like, know the time and place. And she's never said I have to do that. But that's out of respect for her and out of love for her. And the issue is you don't know everyone's story because some people may be tempted in that. But it's this weird. You if you can you have to be able to talk about all your convictions, I think so Firmly. And I think an- another, like, this might be a little controversial, when people are not able to talk about something that is controversial is like really, like hits home to them, like i.e. alcohol, like is something, is because they're still struggling with it. Like once you've healed from something, once you've kind of like come over it, you can talk about it and it kind of just come out naturally and it can be like a testimony, it can be like this is my recovery story and here I am talking about it. But when people are so like bent on hiding it and like putting it away, like that, I can't help but think like, okay, like, how are you struggling with this right now? Like, let's talk about that because if you're still uncomfortable, then there's so much more to talk about than you just, you know, shoving it in the corner or like hiding it under the rug. But yeah, that's me. Okay, and then um, the the question. Okay, how's your heart? <laughs> what are your thoughts how's, on that? What can I pray for? Yeah, how's your heart? See, I guess okay. The pray for one, I get why some people do it with intention of gossip, and that's when it's bad. That's, but I that's what I've seen the I most. do appreciate, like, even when girls on Instagram will be like, how can I pray for you? I'm like, thanks for, like, thinking about me. So, but I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I'm just saying I've also, like, I kind of enjoy it. But when it's that one person who I know is ready to talk bad about me, then I'm like, hmm, pray that, like, life continues to be damned. Like, my contentness has been amazing. Like, keep it up, God. Daddy. Well, God, I'm just kidding. Daddy God. Well, my thing is like, I just get so weird about it because I think in Christian context, and this is, I guess, a side ick to that, is that there is this like um, royalty or like a, I guess, acknowledgement that like I, you owe me everything about your life because I'm asking you what you're dealing with and what I need to pray for and like, you know, how's your heart? So I have to know everything you're dealing with and everything you're struggling with. And I'm like, I don't think you need to know about that. I just, man, I just sat down in my pew. Like, I have no clue who you are. So I'm not gonna tell you that I'm struggling with X, Y, and Z. And I think that's just, it's just weird concept that I mean, you know, bear one each other's burdens, hold each other accountable. Like we kind of use those um, pieces of scripture to get into the people's like deepest parts of yeah. their lives. And there's no like, I'm a firm believer you can tell someone's intention though when they ask oh, that yeah. question. I think that's also the difference is you can tell when it's that person ready to just talk bad about you. I think I'm also kind of like passionate about this because I literally had a friend um, we met recently. We recently had a friend who um, texted me and was like, yeah, like, what can I pray for you for about? I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so sweet. Yeah. And I tell her this whole thing that like she does know about. And I'm like, okay, what can I pray for you? Nothing. I've been left on red for like a week now. And I'm like, uh, you're you like, know all this about me, and I'm like, try, okay. Like, did you it even just care? feels weird. Yeah, you're like, no, it just takes, if I'm going to be vulnerable, you're going to be but vulnerable I want too. you to be vulnerable too. So I'm like, okay, now it just feels weird. You know all of this. And I'm like, okay, bye girl. This is great. Yeah, and I do believe like the house, when girls are like, ask, how's your heart? <laughs> like that, <laughs> I, it feels off. Cause, and I've never been like a fake person. I think in general, like the fake Christianity thing where they lie, they, they I don't know. It just like kind of becomes more of my ick. I will say also, 
you may disagree with this when Christians like are so which granted they like don't talk about like I ah gosh I don't want, I want to be careful with my words mm-hmm. I feel like there are so many pastors or like people who don't always take care of their body in a healthy way hmm. but they're so quick to talk about so many others and not like gluttony in itself it's not like thou shall not eat unhealthy mm-hmm. but i think the christian culture has not done a great job at also promoting healthiness that's interesting i mean um, donuts and coffee that's like the go-to yeah, you know, <laughs> i love my church with donuts <laughs> so I, but and i i guess a good like healthy balance that don't need to be obsession with it but like mm-hmm. i think if we're gonna be vessels for god's glory we should try to like you know i think no church ever talks about like Okay, a way to like care for God and your body's temple isn't just being modest, is also going on a walk every now and then. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, no, that's very true. And I think what's hard is that like we are just, the church is just now stepping into like how do we take care of like mental health? How do we exercise? Like there's just been so much. You don't want to trigger anyone with eating disorder. I right. say that coming from someone who's had that. Like I've had to find this healthy relationship, but I wish the church and christians gave more tangible advice on the in-between of like what it means like to have a healthy body image what it means to not make it an idol but what it means to also treat your body like a temple not just in modesty i think people use that for modesty when i'm like i think it also very much means like i want to be healthy with my body right that if anything i love janine has a podcast called happy and healthy and it's like about being happy and healthy and i feel like she's never afraid to say that no that's good i think side ick with that when you reminded me so like the weird youth group games where they would make you do the craziest stuff like eat a live goldfish like someone told me that they had to do that i mean i worked in youth group oh yeah and because i got it from camp i made the kids spit crickets for like the hoedown oh my like but it was fun it's fun but i'm like i remember one time we were doing this one it's it's just like scary like i'm like so confused of what's the limit like where are we gonna what are we gonna do next actually oh my gosh in my youth group they they do like a big mac in a in a in a like a blender oh and they made oh them drink it gosh. and it was gross i mean i like barfed from that. <gasps> oh christian egg is when they have like super over dramatic like illustrations in their sermon or they take something so and i will say I, anytime i do that in my mini books i'll be like okay i get it you're not going to war but like going back to college does kind of suck after break like, no I no, try, no. i try to say that literally like, right there's bigger issues but it is like when it's like the uh you know what? The other day I walked out and I saw the grass and the grass <laughs> smelled like it was just freshly cut. And that and reminds you know, me of this passage. And you know what? You are freshly cut grass when you are salvation. Like, you know, like. I remember there was this. Oh, same. gosh. No, that's literally. That's so true. There was, you have this smell. Gosh, I. Why? Pass someone needs to use that. I, I just It's good. It's going to go somewhere. That's going to go somewhere. I actually saw this TikTok where this guy is hus- husband. Husband. Who admits he had a tinder like from oh, the stage you saw that one? i saw that and you know what's actually i showed ramsey and al our friend wait, wait, let me explain so okay. basically like this pastor has this tiktok or has a oh my gosh has a tinder profile and he's literally going through and like judging these girls and there's like it's like stitched with this guy and he's like commenting on like no she, um the wife probably caught him cheating and like this is like probably Completely. how he has to do to like make well, make up the cover for it he was trying it. to like figure out how the dating culture was so he got a tinder put his own pictures on there and was swiping and like from the stage like showing the uh, congregation these girls profiles also 
one I told so I told Ramsey and Al that and they're like, Well it probably was a real illustration then. Like he wouldn't just do all that. Oh, you'd be surprised. And I was like, No, ew, I think he literally got caught with a tender. Oh, for sure. And I, I Like if and, someone genuinely thought that was a good not, idea. If even not, I feel like that is not living in a loving way to girls. Like, oh, it's so judgmental. Like, it's so judgmental. You're like, they weren't even looking, they were looking for hookups. I'm like, why are you on t- you're also not even on hinge? Like, right, like, like Tinder's like kind Tinder, of built for hookups. Yeah, like that's just known. Yeah, like don't get get on that and expect oh my gosh that one was so bad oh there was this one illustration i saw i don't know if you saw this one it was like um a big mega church pastor i forgot his name he this was during covid too he was talking about the the passage in scripture where jesus it like takes his spit and then like um heals a blind man's eyes by spitting in the dirt and then putting the dirt on his face and he literally takes a person out of the congregation puts him on stage spits in his hands and put his spit on like i'm this- sorry i would yeah, no, that, like puts it on his eyes. Like, have we not learned anything? From everyone was, oh, it was so bad. But crazy Christian X, that's definitely one of them. Like, over dramatic church illustrations or sermon illustrations. Yes. Okay. Get super crazy. Let's talk about one more. Mm-hmm. And then I think that's it. And we would love to hear y'all's Christian X. <laughs> and we'll post some of them on our, on our story on that Water Into Wine podcast. At I'm Water sure, Into Wine podcast. Yeah, I'm sure y'all have good ones. Okay, well, this one's mine. Um, Man, I I feel like I said some things that are. <laughs> um, mine is everyone I feel like can move on from a Christian man pastor's mistake a lot faster than they would for a woman. And mm. maybe this is coming from someone who's worked in the church and I've watched it with my own eyes yeah. multiple times. Yeah. They are so ready to get mad at a girl for wearing a tank top or for, like, God forbid, and I'm not saying this happened to me, but kiss a boy. But a pastor will cheat on his wife, and he'll be like, you know what? There's grace. There is grace. And he'll be back on that stage. And there's nothing wrong with him being – there is grace and being forgiven. He should be. I don't believe in cancel culture. But do we not agree that the weird allegations of – like, especially when it's, like, you're in a place of, like, the spotlight's on you in a weird way. Like, Oh, yeah. And I think it's – Can we have higher standards for people in ministry? Well, it's just scary because it's not like they step away. And then they're demoted or whatever. It's like they step away, they come back on, they go on the sabbatical, and they come back to the same exact position. And I'm like, what exactly changed if you're literally doing the same things that you've done before? And I just think, like, in those um, spaces, the spotlight, like you were saying, is, like, grace has to look different. Mm -hmm. Like, grace is not always, like, here is the same, I'm going to put you in the same exact spot where you messed up. I'm going to put you in the same exact environment that wasn't healthy for you. So it's not, yeah, it's probably not best for them. It's literally not best for them. But it annoys me because then I feel like there's also no grace at all given to sometimes the females. Exactly. And it's, like, one side of the pendulum. It's, like, you're either too much or not enough. Okay, whenever, like, they say women are more emotional, I laugh because I've seen men actually way more emotional sometimes oh, in these sure. situations. For way sure. more, but their emotions may not be like crying. Uh, it may be more like jealousy. It may mm-hmm. be like pride. I'll never. Anyways, like very impulsive too. I feel like men in like leadership, they make a lot of impulsive like decisions because they're so emotional. But it's like because they're a man in power, it's like oh, this is what God told him to be. Like he God called okay. him to this like specific also, position. I don't know if I ever told you this. I really also struggle with after working at church the the little lies that they get away with because no one like in a regular corporate job people would question something like there was this person who like always lied like of and who worked with me and i'll never forget my favorite was he was coming back from a foreign country and he said his plane was delayed for a week and so he was missing another week and i was like guys did you we see i'm like honestly i'm not gonna believe it till i see the flight the flight, <laughs> show me the email and now he, like, he goes well that that could happen and they were believing the best and they said we, we always should believe the best 
And I'm like, no, we need to also, like, there's comes to a point when, like, we should have enough, like, transparency. Mm-hmm. But, like, we believe the best, but if things are questionable, people need to, like, show. Like, just like any other job. And right. that blew my mind. And this person went to another church and got fired after a month because they caught him lying again. Yeah. And so I'm like, this, my church that I worked at had him for two years. And I'm like, he would, he would be in situations, too, where he would be, like, driving youth girls home. And I was like, I'll drive her home. I yeah. don't. I, and it's not that I don't trust you, but it's that I want to avoid knowing that I left anything to be blurry you know oh, for sure and i think sometimes people in churches are okay with being blurry because we want to quote unquote believe the best but i'm like also if we're gonna protect the vulnerable and if we're gonna protect the holy spirit being in this place like we need to like try to guard against sin and have as much transparency as possible oh definitely and i think this a lot of times like we really want to i don't know like believing the best in people it sounds such like a christian response and it's like that's so nice and kind but like we just have to be like more discerning than that especially and that's like the biggest thing is just people in power like people in power in church situations mm-hmm. especially in this day and age where like so many stories are coming out like so many camp camp stories so many like old like youth trips and so many churches and other religious organizations like you just have to start having the standard be a little a little bit more strict but that's just me any well, more x i think that's it but we want to hear y'all so yeah and I'm sorry if I said anything that kind of offends. We're, we're just people. We're just we're sharing people. our we're just opinions. Sharing my opinions. You want to hear it's yours? It's also not that deep. Those are things. And also, yeah. Here's what I've learned too. Sometimes if people just know me on Instagram, I'm a lot more straightforward. If you meet me in person, so if you think I'm all bark no bite, trust me, you have not <laughs> met me. Like I in person, I would no say bite. all this to any to anyone's face. Oh, for so. sure, for sure. But okay, Kelly, let's end the ending the episode with who it's sponsored by. So, um, I, well, this episode is sponsored by good old Amazon dupes. Like, I feel like that's becoming, I mean, it's been trendy for a hot minute, but I remember in middle school when buying fake anything was like super, like, yeah. just, I don't know, like the embarrassing, fugs, you know, yeah, the fugs or whatever. Like, oh my gosh, you have fake or Gucci I, or fake whatever. That were fake? Probably something sketchers. Bobs. It Bobs. I had Bobs. <laughs> you had Bobs. I love it. But that was the thing. It was so funny because now it's like, oh my gosh, I paid half the price. And it's like from this random store. And everyone's like, I love it. Like even Walmart's becoming like trendy because they're just having well, cute I stuff have, now. If you ever see me with a Louis Vuitton, you haven't seen me with a Louis Vuitton. <laughs> you've seen me with a Fooey Vuitton. A Fooey Vuitton. I, people are like, why do you tell people? I'm like, because I love to flex that it is a good fake. Like, I don't want people to think I spent $5,000 right. on a purse. I hate that idea. I, that's such a, oh, such that's so scary. But if you do it, you go for it. Yeah, that's honestly, I, one day I will. But one not, day. Not today. Not now. Yeah. Not not in this, you know, tax uh, bracket. Not in this, this income. Not with the eggs being $6. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so you said yours is Amazon dupes. Mm-hmm. There's always that joke that everyone now is calling anything a dupe. It's like it's a dupe. It's a dupe. It's a dupe. It's a dupe. No, it's just it's a little, I'm like it's just a tank top that's athletic. But <laughs> you can call it a little. I'm just kidding. Uh, you have great dupes though. Um, I would say mine is since I found out in this podcast that the Idaho murderer has been arrested. That is like something the the Idaho police. That case honestly very much stressed me out. I was so. Shaken by it, you need to look look into it, Ketley. I'm sure there'll be a only crime, crime junkies, junkies make an episode up. I know they will now that they know the guy. I feel like that's true. Then they have a press conference like as we write this probably today. Ashley and Britt's on the case. I know, <laughs> and, but literally so scary because it's like they just look like girls that I would be friends with. And it sounds silly. Like that's they just crazy. it could be. I remember living in like a house, having parties, having yeah. people in, um, and just feel so random. And so this, I mean, I'm not saying this. I'm saying this seriously, but like whenever the police solve something that makes me so happy and I was getting worried because it was like three and a half weeks of like 
nothing. That's so scary. And this guy was on the run, and they didn't announce who it was. So, yeah, that makes me glad, and I guess sponsored to that, and just, like, bye, sponsored by that, um, since I found that out during this episode. But, yeah, we're so thankful for y'all. We love you. We thank you so much for hanging out. Don't forget to send us your Christian eggs. We'd love to share it on the podcast. If you're not following us, follow us at, at Water Into Wine Podcast. Follow our also like main accounts um, at underscore K-E-T-T. I have a little cartoon character as my little um, profile thing. I thought it was so funny when my friends did it. So I was like, I'm gonna hop on that trend. Um, and then follow Grace at the Grace Valentine. So we love you and we'll catch you soon. <laughs>